You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 154. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. The Lord said, Judge not, that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you seek the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. The opening verses today from Matthew are also heard in in different contexts in both Mark and Luke's gospel as well. And as pervasive as our tendency as human beings is to judge one another, we no doubt need to hear this repeated to us many, many times. And you've spoken to us in the past, Father, about showing mercy to others because God was first merciful to us. And here we read of judgment being returned upon us in the same measure as we have given it to others. Are there any comments uh, about this, Father? Yeah, I'd like to say that there's this question that that people tend to ask today about taking the Bible literally. People even ask me if I take the Bible literally, and my response is it depends on what you mean. You see, from a historical perspective, and, and important clarification here from the way that we understand and present history today in modern America, Uh, No, I do not necessarily take the Bible literally, but what I do take literally is the teaching of the Bible, the moral of the story, the heart of the teachings. And that is what I believe we all should take literally if we're going to call ourselves Christians. Maybe you can uh, flesh that out a little more for us. Yeah, sure. The example I like to use is the story of the prophet Jonah. The question there is, you know, again, do you take that story Literally, and my answer is that I don't necessarily take the story literally from the standpoint of uh, whether Jonah was physically swallowed by a great fish and he survived uh, that being swallowed in the great fish and was then spit out by that same fish onto the land of his enemies. But you better believe what I take literally is the teaching of that story of Jonah, namely that God calls us to bring his message of love and peace and reconciliation for all peoples all nations, all tribes, and all tongues, even to our enemies. And that is the moral of the story of Jonah, which I, again, take very literally. And why do you make that distinction, Father? I think that's a good question, and and one that for me is simple to answer. We hear throughout Scripture multiple times about what we refer to uh, generally as the great judgment. And I think for anyone, but especially uh, those of us who are Orthodox, we can sum up that judgment in the reading that we hear from Matthew 25 on Judgment Sunday in our church, the parable of the sheep and the goats. And what is abundantly clear from that parable, and and really from all the teachings on 
the judgment in Scripture, is that we will be judged based on the way we behaved, not what we claim to believe in our heads or some sort of confession of faith. Uh, we can fool even ourselves. Perhaps I should say we can fool especially ourselves about what we supposedly believe, what we think we believe, but what we really believe in our hearts comes out in our actions and how we behave. So for me, it's irrelevant to talk about whether one takes Jonah being swallowed by the great fish as, quote, literally happening from a historical perspective, again, defined as historical by our modern standards. You know, to me, big deal if, if you believe that happened, because if you believe that happened and yet you do not take God's message of reconciliation and forgiveness to your enemy, then you'll be condemned. On the other hand, if you, if you view the story of Jonah as a parable, but strictly abide by the moral of the story, by its teaching, then we hear everywhere in Scripture where it speaks of the judgment that you would be judged with mercy. I appreciate that explanation, Father. But can you bring us back to our original discussion and the question from today's reading about how to understand being judged by God with the same measure that we use to judge others? Yeah, absolutely. The, the connection, or rather the point I'm making, is that no matter what we believe or think about the story of Jonah, as I used as an example, or a literal seven-day creation, or any of these types of things, no matter what we believe on those, we better take seriously and literally the teaching of Jesus as it relates to how we behave towards others. So in this vein, and with respect to today's teaching, we should understand that this aspect of Scripture is extremely literal, and that should impact the way we interact with and behave towards others to show them mercy if we ourselves wish to be shown mercy. And I want to highlight a story from our monastic tradition that I can't remember if I've told it before on a previous episode, but even if so, it bears repeating. There was this lazy monk, always late to prayer, neglectful of his work, just generally slothful. The monk died, and the abbot of the monastery was worried about his soul because he had been so lazy. So he advised the brother monks to pray fervently for this uh, departed brother, this slothful monk's soul, thinking surely this monk would be condemned before the judgment seat of Christ. However, Christ appeared to the abbot in a dream and told the abbot not to worry about this monk, that the monk would pass through the judgment easily and enter into the joy of the Lord. And the abbot, surprised, just completely in shock, responded, wondering how this could be. And the abbot told the brothers that the Lord had responded to him, He never judged anyone, neither will I judge him. Hmm. Uh, thanks for sharing that story, Father. That's that's very beautiful and, and, and inspiring. And I think that it really hammers home the importance of this teaching of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I stress the fact that we are missing the point in arguing about the so-called historicity of the Gospels, the search for the historical Jesus. You either accept the teaching of Jesus, which is life-transforming, or you reject it. Many people claim to believe, so to speak, in the events of the Bible, but they do not live according to its teaching. And Christ reminded us that not all who call upon him as Lord will be saved, but only he or she who does the will of God, only the one who lives out the teaching. So we ought to take this idea of not judging others very seriously, very literally. In fact, I tell people, if you're wondering 
whether or not you're being overly critical or whether you should call someone out or say something to them, err on the side of being merciful and not judgmental till you're absolutely sure you're approaching a person with a spirit of love and humility. That sounds like a good approach, Father. Um, But a question I have from verses uh, 3 through 5, I'll read that now. It says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. I think I understand, you know, clearly the need for us to first recognize and deal with our own sin before we uh, we leap in, we jump in and look to help take the speck out of our brother's eye, so to speak. But, but practically speaking, how do we go about helping our brother remove that speck uh, once we have removed uh, the log from our own eye? Yeah, I think you bring up a very good point, very good questions. And I will say in my experience and in what I believe is my discernment of the issue is that people uh, tend to be quick to point out this last part of Jesus' statement, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And when that happens, we're usually approaching this passage in the wrong light. Uh, They're generally defending uh, their practice or their custom of calling out others for their sin, and they're often neglecting the fact that they have a plank in their own eye, which is really the thrust of, of what Jesus is teaching and and usually I think the plank in the eye of the one pointing out the sins of others it's a different type of sin than the one that they're condemning so they tend not to see that so clearly their own sin and are more bothered by the sin of their brother or sister but to understand how we should approach these types of situations where we think that we need to talk with others about their sins let me just turn to St Paul and uh, Galatians 6 1 through 2, he says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's the end of the quote. So here, in Galatians, St. Paul outlines the way that we should approach dealing with the speck in our brother's eye. Uh, in a spirit of gentleness, he says, recognizing that if we uh, open our mouths, that we also might be tempted by that same sin that we're seeking to correct in someone else. And, and then finally, that the spirit in which we approach them should be one where we seek to bear the burden of our brother or sister. So we are not seeking to condemn them or to judge them, but to walk with them through their struggles and to help uplift them. Thank you, Father. Today's discussion began with Father Aaron stressing the importance of Christians to focus on the teaching of Scripture without getting wrapped up in the historicity of the Bible. If we are convinced that Jonah was swallowed by a great fish and spat out on the shore of his enemies, but do not bring God's message of love and reconciliation to all, including our enemies, then we completely miss the importance of the teaching. And when we examine the teachings on judgment in Scripture, it's clear that we will be judged by the way we behaved, not by what we claimed to believe. For if we truly believe, it will be reflected in our actions. So we have a choice to either accept the teaching of Jesus or to reject it. We can claim to believe in the events of the Bible, but not live according to its teaching. 
Christ reminds us that not all who call upon him as Lord will be saved, but only those who do the will of God. And finally, in examining how best to approach others when they have sinned, let us first deal with our own sin. And then, with a spirit of gentleness, we can seek to bear the burden of our brother or sister, not to condemn or judge, but to walk with them in their struggles. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God.